The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. As you just heard our favorite mystery lady say, it's Friday, August 2nd. This is our first show of August, and before you know it, the summer will be over, I will be sad, and fall will be upon us. Uh, I mean, I know that it's more than a couple of weeks off, but in my head, it's all coming way too quickly. I enjoy the summer. But before we give up on summer, we're going to also take one look at the summer's hottest soap stories. We did that last week. We had SoapCentral.com's Two Scoops columnist on. We had a great time. It was a really great show talking about all of the big stories that are taking place this summer. And we ran out of time. There was far more to talk about in an hour than we possibly were able to do. So we've decided to extend that into this week's show and give you guys a chance to call in and tell us what's hot on your favorite soaps, what you want to see as we move closer to the fall, and of course, eventually November sweeps and the year end. I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's dial it back a little bit, because there's so much excitement that's involved in doing a live show. You never know quite what to expect. There have been some times where a guest has mysteriously not shown up when they were supposed to. We've had guests who've had to cancel at the last minute or change their schedules. And being that this is a live show, the show, as they say, must go on. There's also some times when, out of the blue, one of our favorite soap people will reach out and say, Hey, can I come on the show today? Someone that we didn't expect, someone that we hadn't scheduled for. And that's what's going to happen this week because we'll be joined by our surprise guest, Victoria Rowell, who will be here coming up in the second half of the show, and she's going to be taking your calls as well. So if you want to be a part of today's show, all you have to do is call into our toll-free hotline at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or if you've fallen down a cliff and can't get any service on your cell phone, you can always join us on Twitter at Soap Central, and you can use the hashtag SoapCentralLive. I'm going to be poking around on Twitter to see what you guys are saying. We'll try to take some of those and read them in the course of the show. But our first guest this week is a friend to the show. He's an expert on cruises, saloon tweeting, and thankfully for this show, soap operas. By day, he's the executive editor of Soaps in Depth magazine, and by night, well, that's a whole separate show. Richard Sims... Welcome back to Soap Central Live. You know, if someone has fallen off a cliff and <laughs> they can't, the, how are they supposed, if, they, if they've fallen off a cliff and they don't have cell service, how are they supposed to be on Twitter? Like, the wouldn't their same Twitter way, be broken too? 
Not no, because the same way that on soaps they have cell phone access everywhere except when they absolutely need to have cell phone access. You can fall off a cliff and somehow have Twitter service. You can also have an ocean in the middle of Pennsylvania. So everything works out in our, our little soapy bubble world of fun. True. You know, I have to point out, I um, last week when AJ and Miranda were hanging out at the beach and I was like, oh, so I see that um, Pine <laughs> Valley is now, uh, you know, Pine Valley is in landlocked Pennsylvania and yet <laughs> it has an ocean. I got many people telling me that I was being lakeophobic and that that could very well have been Lake Erie or one of the, uh, one of the other beautiful bodies of water in Pennsylvania. And I would have agreed with them if it wasn't for the fact that there was like, like this, they were piping in the sound of waves and most lakes are not known for having, you know, big breaking surf waves, but uh, I digress. I was actually taken to task from some people for insinuating that Pennsylvania ever had an ocean. I guess either they didn't understand or didn't know, um, but people giving me a geography lesson on Twitter, not realizing that all my children, Pine Valley in Pennsylvania, right here where Philadelphia is, really did have an ocean for the longest time. So I thought, Richard, I did think that that was a lake, but that's beside the point now. We're talking about hot summer stories today. We're going to talk about some of the things that everybody are talking about on our favorite soaps. We're going to have some people call in and share their thoughts. So often, though, I think we talk about what soaps have needed to do in order to get their ratings up. And something that's not entirely related, but it does show the lengths that people will go to. I posted this on Twitter earlier, and I wanted to get your take on it. The Postmaster General has suggested that the U.S. Postal Service consider or be permitted to deliver alcohol now because they think that's the way to save the Postal Service, Richard, to have the mailmen and mailwomen drop off beer at your house. Discuss. You know, I... I'm not, I don't see why they shouldn't be able to. You know, I would like to be able to order, you know, Laura Wright's Standing Sun wine and have it delivered to my home. And, um, you know, you can order everything else over the Internet. Why shouldn't you be able to order wine and have it delivered to, to your home? I'd like to be able to go on Amazon and have it and, and have them deliver, you know, alcohol. I, it would be a lot easier for me, frankly. Although, that said, I will say, my household, um, uh, not too far from our household, is a lovely uh, a couple. A lovely couple owns this nice little liquor store, and I mm-hmm. love you know su- supporting a local business. So on the one, I, I I have no objections if they want to, but I also am really big on supporting local businesses, and <laughs> I support my liquor store a lot. <laughs> I was just going to ask: <laughs> Do they know your name? Do they have your bottle ready when okay, you walk not in the only front do they door? Know, not only do they know my name, but this is so cute. I went in. <laughs> I went in a week or two. Bye. <laughs> my housemates are leaving. I went, in a, I went in a week or two ago, and I was talking to them about um, how when I was in the tropics, I fell in love with banana rum, and you can't really find banana rum. And the next time I went in, they had ordered banana rum for me. So, yeah, I support them big time. Okay. Well, there you have it. We can discuss uh, certainly some of the other things that soaps are doing to goose, as they used to say, the ratings. I'm not entirely sure where that expression came from but let's let's start with you talked about all my children in the mystery lake or the mystery ocean we're going to couple all my children in one life to live together because the big news that came out earlier this week wasn't a surprise to me 
that it was coming. Maybe I wasn't expecting the announcement, but we are at the end of the first season already of All My Children and One Life to Live. One Life to Live's uh, big premiere season finale event will be coming up in a couple of weeks, and then All My Children's is on Labor Day. People are panicked again, Richard, because it's a season finale, but it seems to me that Prospect Park has always said that this was the first season of both shows, so to me it wasn't really that big of a surprise. Okay, see, I, I'm going to actually take the opposite side here. Of course you will. Uh, um, and here's why. Yes, they talked about this being a season, but I assumed they meant in the same way. If you look on, for example, General Hospital is now listed as being in its 50th season. You know, that's just that's how things are referred to. But from the beginning, and, and we very specifically asked this of them at the beginning, we were told this was going to be just like a real soap, it was going to be year-round, no breaks, 52 weeks a year. And so this is not, you know, yeah, they may be now saying that this is the end of season one, but this is not what people were sold on. So I kind of understand why people are, are a little freaked, because this isn't the first incident we've had where this has happened, you know, whether it's going from four days to two days or, you know, all of a sudden out of the blue being told. Because, you know, we... We, we've been, you know, covering the shows from the beginning, and it just seemed weird that suddenly two weeks before the season finale, they suddenly announced that it is a season finale. It was never presented that way. So I'm not really particularly freaked. I'm also not really particularly happy. I also kind of think this has got to sort of mess up. If, if I'm, you know, one of the things they've been trying to do from the beginning is they've been wanting to land a TV deal. And, you know, they, they, they certainly got the summer fling with Oprah where they're airing the four, first 40 episodes. But if you keep pulling surprises like this and, you know, you're going from four episodes to two episodes and year round to, oh, this is the end of the first season, just randomly out of the blue. I, I have to think that that would be a little bit, if I'm, if I'm an, if I'm a outlet looking at you, that would make me a little wary. I'd like to, you know, I want to know what other surprises I'm going to be hit with down the road. Well, you talk about the seasons, uh, it's General Hospital in its 50th season. Let's look at something like a, a Survivor or uh, a show that has a distinct fall and spring season where they're now saying one year is two seasons. So a show that would be like a, a General Hospital or any other soap where it's you know one calendar year you would think is a year, they're now calling it two seasons because it's two separate sets of shows. However... All My Children, One Life to Live have had to deal with all kinds of stuff along the way that may or may not have been expected, things that other shows probably don't have to deal with. So they've announced that they're going to have new writers. We have the own deal. We have uh, you know a whole bunch of other things that are brewing. Is it possible that the, the union strike there sort of messed up their, their programming schedule in their mind? They're now going to take a little bit of time, get these new writers on board to craft distinct sort of telenovela type arcs of stories maybe up the show a couple of minutes maybe so it could be an hour if it aired on television and that this is a good thing because it allows them to regroup rather than what some of the other shows do which is just having to hurry up and and get those five episodes out per week and sometimes you have to use exposition and flashbacks to fill some time because you are so hurried i think it isn't necessarily such a bad thing well, Polly, of course I believe you would think that. <laughs> that, is, that is your job on the show is to be Pollyanna to my curmudgeon. And, and, you know, I would, I would 
think that was true if it weren't for the fact that, you know, they're not doing five shows a week. They're doing two shows. A, they're doing two shows a week, you know. Um, and, and again, it comes back to, and this is a problem Prospect Park has had sort of from the beginning as far as their relations with fans and to a certain extent those trying to cover them is, you know, saying one thing and then presenting something completely different. And, you know, that's... Soap fans have been burned, you know, over the last few years. You know, Brian Fonz really kind of, you know, is the is the name that comes to mind when you think of being burned. But even before him, there was... there was You know, we've, we've lost a lot of shows. We've been told things that turned out not to be true. And so I think, I think we're gun-shy. And I think if you... You know, there's a way to do this and there's a way not to do it. And to me... The way to do it is to say, is to be honest and talk about it, not just to all of a sudden announce, oh, by the way, we're having season finales in two weeks. Because, you know, it just, I don't know. I mean, because we, the thing is, we, a week before this, we had been interviewing actors um, and and talking about the show, and they were getting ready, you know, they were talking about when they were going to go back into production and stuff. The actors didn't know this was going to happen. So it just it just kind of is not the smoothest way that you want something like this to be presented, in my eyes. Well, for smoothness, we have a show like Days of Our Lives sort of transitioning somewhat here. Just won an Emmy, people are really talking about it, and now we find out that Eileen Davidson, someone who's been front and center on the show now for a while, has known for a couple of months, I guess I think she said since March maybe, that she would not be renewing her contract with the show and would be leaving, and a lot of fans are sort of up in arms because they thought maybe she'd be going back to Young and the Restless. Eileen said that's not the case. She's going to take some time off and be with her family and, you know, enjoy that time that so many of us maybe take for granted. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are who are concerned that there's going to be a, a, a hole that's left by her departure. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I have to say, I it's interesting because... Let's face it, Eileen Davidson um, and her return in last October really kind of gave the show a new energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the show is firing on all cylinders right now. I mean, except for the dreaded Daniel Jennifer story. <laughs> Everything on that show is is just on fire. I understand people being taken aback by Eileen's leaving. I was I was kind of shocked when I found out, just because she is sort of so central to the show. Although here's, here's something interesting that um, a friend and I were talking about the other day. The, one of the things that's happened on the show recently is that is, is the whole, um, you know, she slept with, she, she drugged and slept with uh, Eric. And it's interesting because we don't, when talking about this, think of it as she raped him. But if this story was reversed, if it was a if it was a man who had done this to a woman, or God, God forbid, a nun, we would be appalled by this story. We'd be like, "Oh my God, he raped a nun." But it's weird because of the reversal of sexes, we don't really seem to think of it that way. Uh, and I, I just think that's I think that's fascinating. As for as for Eileen's departure, I mean, Days has some challenges ahead because they not only are losing her, but they're also using losing Cameron mm-hmm. Mass. I actually have enough faith in the show. Um, I think these writers have really proven to me that they know what they're doing, and it's not like they don't. And it's one of the great things is that because they're writing so far ahead, they have plenty of time 
to, you know, they, they, they've known for a while that this is happening apparently. So they, and they've certainly known that Chandler's leaving. So they will, you know, they, it's not like it's all of a sudden all one day she's going to fall down the staircase and be written off the show, off the show. They have plenty of time to work her leaving into the show. And I think they'll do a great job. I, and I'm always, I'm a big fan of sending a character away for a while. And doesn't mean that, that, you know, three months down the road after she's had time to hang with her family, she doesn't, she can't come back. It's great to rest characters and, and especially, uh, you know, sending them off canvas. And if they have a secret or something, when you send them off canvas, then there's always that secret ready to explode. Well, you mentioned you can't just have a character fall down steps and, and exit the show the way. Like that segue? Is, is, that something, like that segue? <laughs> is that something that's actually been done on a soap ever? <laughs> have I been watching <sighs> soaps long enough to have seen this happen? <laughs> <laughs> So it's 18 years I've been doing the work. Has this ever happened in the 18 years that I've been running SoapCentral.com, Richard? Probably. You probably slept through it. I might have. Well, of course, that does transition us to the show where people were hoping that Eileen Davidson might be going back to, that this was some sort of deal, like a trading baseball cards or, or garbage pail kids or something, that they would send her back over to The Young and the Restless. That's not the case. And The Young and the Restless has its own leading lady that's leaving we have michelle stafford who i guess has decided that there's a whole lot of drama going on and so she's going to do her own project the stafford project that's something funny to let fans see that she can do things that don't involve crying but is this going to be a, a loss that the young the restless is going to need to take some time to get over because as i pointed out during our emmy show everybody who submitted emmy reels i think had Michelle Stafford somewhere in their scene. So she's a big presence on the show. Stafford is like Eileen Davidson. She's a huge presence on the show. Um, the difference is that where I... I think that Y&R really has... I think they might have some bigger issues than just losing Michelle Stafford. Michelle Stafford will be a huge loss. She is an incredible actress. I will be absolutely shocked and surprised if in like the next six weeks or so we don't hear that she's going on another show just, just because, you know, I, I, I don't believe that people, um, especially people with, you know, she has a child. I don't believe people just leave without something lined up. So whether it's, you know, a primetime show or a soap or something, I will be shocked if in the next couple weeks to months, month or two, we don't hear, oh, she's, you know, going somewhere else. But to me, The Young and the Restless is, you know, they've been, they've had the new regime for how long now? Like, like, it's not quite been a year, has it? It's, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes they announce it and their material doesn't yeah. start airing for several. I think the announcement is about a year old now. I'll look okay. while you're talking. Continue. <laughs> I, I, I'm struggling with the show right now. It's very divided. On the one hand, you know, it's telling some really great stories. On the other hand, you've got, for example, the blogger story. And even some of the great stories I'm confused by. I, I have loved, I have absolutely loved the um, sort of scenes from a marriage with Michael and Lauren and their son, Ben, and the troubles that that family's been going through and her affair and how it came out of Ben's difficulties and now how Ben is spiraling and he's getting into drugs and all that. I think that's been a fantastic story. But I was very disappointed that they decided to take Carmen Basco and, and kind of go the cray-cray route with him because 
Marco Dapper is an incredibly sexy guy. The character had so much potential. He's involved in several stories. You know, he could have been Joel's next boy toy. There's a million things you could have done with this guy. And instead, they took this, what's been this really, really, uh, uh, probably one of the best stories on daytime right now, which is the, you know, the whole Michael Lauren marriage difficulties. It's been so well done and so well written and so well acted by Christian LeBlanc and, and, and Tracy Bregman. And, and to take that and have it devolve into, oh, Lauren gets kidnapped yet again by a psycho and to, and to ruin the character of, of, of Carmine like that, I was pretty disappointed by that decision. You said there's a million things you could have done with this guy. It sounds as though you've given that some thought and probably come up with about a million of your own. <laughs> More than a little. More than a little. <laughs> for, since we'd like to engage with listeners, for those of you out there who are thinking where could Michelle Stafford go? Maybe there's a primetime show that you would love to see her fill in for or have a guest role. We'd love to hear some of your ideas if you'd like to see her go somewhere else, what your thoughts are. Share those at Soap Central on Twitter. We'll read them. We'll share them. We'll retweet them. I'd like to retweet. It's a lot of fun to just push a button. I've been told that I don't know how to work the Internet this week, so who knows? You never know what I'll do when we're on Twitter. But making things oh, work. Put her on revenge. Can you imagine? <laughs> That would actually as be really bitchy, as a bitchy socialite in the Hamptons. She'd be incredible. I'd like to see that. You know, uh, there there's so many people who have tried to make that transition from daytime and couldn't quite find a spot on primetime. Whether it be because there was a stigma attached that they were in soaps, or they just didn't pick the right project. I remember Eva Larue moving to that uh, head over heels on the UPN network or the WB or whatever it was back in the day that didn't quite work. But I loved well, her. Stafford herself. Stafford had that uh, Pacific Power right. stage, the Aaron Spelling soap. Yeah, but you know, those are those are sort of hit or miss, I think, those types of yeah. shows. Uh, I think there's a lot of them. But not everyone who leaves daytime necessarily ends up going anywhere. Some folks just decide to focus on things that they've been doing or take some time off. It makes me think of The Bold and the Beautiful. Susan Flannery has no designs to go on another soap. I don't necessarily know that she has any designs to do any acting. She's really involved behind the scenes. We have Ron Moss, who's gone back and is really focusing on his music. We have Jacqueline McInnes-Wood, who will be tonight uh, at 8 o'clock, I want to say. might be 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Check our Twitter feed. We're posting that. There's just going to be an, a Lifetime movie, network movie. Uh, her husband, I'll pull up the name because I don't want to give the wrong name, but look at our Twitter feed. Uh, so we've got the bold and the beautiful with a lot of people who've stepped out, whether it be temporary or permanently, but they've brought in some new characters, and it seems to me, Richard, that for the first time in a while, these new characters really have the potential to be long-lasting. Like, they could do something with them as opposed to, after three months, they disappear and nobody ever hears from them again. Completely agree. And I think, you know, I really think this all goes back to the introduction of Bill Spencer. Bill Spencer was one of the best characters that that show has introduced in many years. He's, he's unlike any other character on television, on daytime. Maybe, you know, the closest is probably Victor Newman, but mm -hmm. he's just, he's a guy's guy. He doesn't, you know, he, he's, he's, I was going to say borderline misogynistic, but he's really, he's kind of misogynistic. He's, you know, he's sexy. He's sexual. He's just, he's, he's just a fascinating character. And the fact that, they not only, you know, gave him, first they gave him Liam, then, you know, then they get, now they're giving him 
Wyatt and Quinn and building this little other family around him, and I think it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. And how much fun is it to watch Darren Brooks and Kim Matula? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Kim Matula for a long time has been saddled with hope as sort of either A, ditzy, or yes. B, somber. And they are sexy, and he and and she smiles, and she laughs, and it's good soap opera. Now, the, now I will say, I think they, it's been almost ridiculously rushed <laughs> the, the way they they sort of like you know the the day after we met uh, Wyatt, we pretty much started figuring out, oh well, he's got the necklace, he's Bill's son, and then all of a sudden it, it all exploded, and now he's living with. With, with Liam and Bill, <laughs> it all happened a little quickly, but I don't care I because I'm so into Liam and Hope. I mean, I mean Wyatt and Hope, which is fantastic because I think the Liam character needs to be sort of. I would almost like to refocus him a little bit because he's been so wishy-washy for so long that I want to see Hope, you know, sort of push him aside and say, "You're not the only game in this town." It's interesting because for so long, so many people were lamenting the three characters, Hope and Liam and Steffi. And this shows that if you decide to, if you step out of that, I mean, those, that triangle ran for what, two years, it seems. Now you bring in some other angles and a couple of other different types of stories. And now all of a sudden people have become re-energized, re-interested, reinvested in those characters that maybe before they were ready to see hit the road because they were oversaturated. And I want to give the name of the movie that I talked about earlier. It's Her Husband's Betrayal. It premieres tonight, Friday, August 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on the LMN. That's the Lifetime Movie Network. It's not the same as Lifetime. This is... Uh, check awesome. your local listings. It's oh, awesome. It's you've awesome. Seen the, movie, it already? the movie's really good. And let me oh. tell you, Lifetime Movie Network... Oh. They can do no wrong. I swear, I put on Lifetime Movie Network on a Saturday afternoon, and I will watch it all day long. But I wanted to say one more thing about Bold and Beautiful. The other thing that I think has helped where the trio were concerned is that last year, it was basically the year of Liam Hope and Steffi, in that they were on every day, every scene. And if they weren't in the scene, it was people talking about them. And what the show has really done beautifully is not only introduce this new these new characters and not only throw you know kind of new twists into you know Liam and Hope and even with her off canvas Steffi but they've they they're, they're telling more than one story at a time you know we've got Brooke and Bill we've got the the Katie Brooke Bill story we've got Maya Rick uh Carter we you know there's more than one thing going on whereas during the the time when I think people were getting very frustrated with B&B that was not the case. It really was pretty much a one-story show. And living up to my promise to read some of the tweets, some of the suggestions for our Michelle Stafford question of where would people like to see her go. We have a couple of people who were on Twitter wondering why they couldn't have just shipped the character over to the Bold and the Beautiful, that they've done that before. We have someone who really loved your idea of shipping her off. I make it sound like she's some sort of freight material. I apologize. <laughs> they, would, they would like to see Michelle Stafford appear on Revenge. They loved your idea. They, they're sort of running with that idea. Uh, there have been some suggestions that she would be a great opposite of Maurice Bernard Sonny on General Hospital. We have someone who suggested that she could be the new Liza on All My Children. That's an interesting uh concept. It's an interesting idea. So those are some of the things that people are saying on Twitter about the show. We have another soap since I mentioned Maurice Bernard. Let's talk briefly about what's hot on General Hospital. It seems the past couple of days, 
as is usually the case, there's like a cycle on GH where they go Thursday, Friday, Monday, nothing but cliffhangers. You got to tune in, big surprises, big surprises. GH is back on that little stretch of, of routine. We have new characters debuting. We have shocking plot devices. No Ouija boards this week. So what's hot on GH? What's hot on GH is Mora West. <laughs> Mora frickin' West, let me tell you. I, you know, I've always liked her. I liked her as Carly. Yeah. Um, I was never a huge Jack and Carly fan, but I liked her, and I knew that she was a good actress. I hated what they did with her on YNR. I thought she was just completely wasted. Completely um, Charlie has, has been a fan of hers for years and years, and he's always been telling me, you know, you, you, that she's this amazing creature. And now I see it. I mean... Yeah. She has just, her presence on General Hospital is just stunning. But the fact that, you know, today they revealed that uh, that Ava is Julian's little sister. I thought they were actually exes, but it's his little sister. I love the fact that we're kicking off a story that's going to involve, you know, Sonny and, and Anna and Duke. And then at the same time, we have this story with Luke and then Holly. And it's... General Hospital is a, is a weirdly frustrating show right now because, you know, half of the week I find myself rolling my eyes at it and saying, really, come on, she's walking around carrying the birth certificate in the pocket of her bathrobe? Why? And then all of a sudden you get days like today where it's just wonderful history and vets and, and amazingness. Now, I, I will tell you, that's our cover story next week. Is Ooh. Our cover story that is on sale now, shameless plug, is the fallout from the Kiki secret coming out. And it's huge because it really does, you know, it's one of those things that you don't really think about it, but it really does impact everything. It impacts ELQ, it impacts the Jeromes, it impacts, um, it's all going to play into, uh, you know, Danny and Franco and all across the canvas. So it's kind of, it's kind of big what happens in the aftermath of Connie blowing this. Plus, let's not forget, you know, Sonny begged Connie not to, uh, you know, he basically wants to protect uh, his son, and so he asked him not, her not to reveal the secret, and she does, and bad things happen. By the way, you know what else By was hot way. this week on? You know what else was hot this week on General Hospital? Did you see that amazing scene between Maurice Bernard and Brian Craig, who plays Morgan? Stunning. I did. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't like Morgan now. They think that he's become a bit of a, of a snot. There's been people who want to reach through and, and smack him. I think that's a good sign of a good actor, being able to make I, a character I, that people hate. I agree with them 100%, and here's the thing. I thought that scene between Sonny and, and, and uh, Morgan sort of explains that. Because a lot of people are like, this is not the sweet kid who I knew. You know, he's come mm-hmm. back this brat. And in that whole scene, he was explaining, I don't feel like a member of this family. Everything in this family revolves around Michael. I was shipped off. I was not a part of this family for years because you guys shipped me off. And that, to me, really went a long way in explaining why Morgan is kind of, you know, the jerky kid that he is right now. Plus, let's face it, we've all known kids who were adorable tots and grew up to be, well, you know, the knees of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but... So the cover story is The Kiki Secret. I'm guessing that people probably shouldn't try to Google The Kiki Secret. That sounds like a really bad adult film. But... <laughs> I was going to say, I have a feeling something will come up that you're not prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work. But that is, you're saying, on newsstands right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Hot as can be. 
So you can race out to your local magazine picker upper shop and you can pick up your copy of the latest edition of the ABC Soaps in Depth. What, uh, the, what's the cover story on the CBS version at the moment that folks can go out? Because we want to make sure that they know to go and get that as well. Well, actually, the one, what is the one out now? I have no idea. I know the next one. <laughs> the next one is going Jesus. to be um, uh, Chelsea and Adam's wedding. Uh, not Chelsea and Adam, Chelsea and Dylan. Chelsea and Dylan's wedding from The Young and the Restless. And, uh, and sort of the big events that unfold surrounding that. That's going to be the next CBS issue. For those of you who are listening, you heard an Adam slip. Was it intentional? Was it Freudian? Was it <laughs> just a slip? You'll have to tune in to the next edition of CBS Soaps in Depth with our friend to the show, Richard Sims. Richard, I want to thank you so much for dropping by. You are always welcome to come by anytime you'd like. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Dan. I love being on. Well, we have someone who we love who's going to be on the show coming up after the break. We have the Young and the Restless favorite, Victoria Rowell. Stay tuned because Subcentral Live will be back in just about two minutes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Hey Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I've been told that I'm the host of this here gig. Dan Kroll. As I mentioned at the top of the show, sometimes we are blessed by having someone reach out and say that they'd like to be a part of the show. That's the case today. Victoria Rowell has been here on Soap Central Live twice before, but get this, it's been nearly three years since this award-winning actress's last appearance here on the show. In the time that she's been here last, she's appeared as a judge on Law & Order Special Victims Unit. She's released her second novel, The Rich and the Ruthless, and she's here today 
to talk about a Kickstarter campaign that she hopes is going to bring that novel to life. Victoria, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thank you, Dan. How are you? I am good. I understand that you are in a different location than we usually are when we talk. Let's see, we've talked by phone. You were at home. You visited with us in Philadelphia. We had a chance to talk to you. And now you're in the great state of North Carolina. That's right. I'm in Winston-Salem with the National Black Theater Festival. Um, I'm here as an actress, but also as um, a New York Times bestselling author uh, with all three of my books. It's, it's, I'm so full of gratitude. Um, there was a fabulous uh, book signing uh, and lecture today at the Winston-Salem Forsyth Public Library. We had standing room only. Wow. Um, the whole, I mean, the community came out, um, and I read from both The Women Who Raised Me as well as uh, read from my book series, my soap opera book series, Secrets of the Soap Opera Diva, and most recently released by Simon & Schuster Atria, The Young and the Ruthless. <laughs> well, I have to say that it's always such a, from an outsider, from someone who is just sort of observing for the media and someone who's part of the soap community, it's, oh, it's so comforting, it's so rewarding to see that the fans are there to support, I guess in, in any medium, but it seems that in particular the, the soap yeah. opera fans are so, so supportive and always have been. They, uh, I mean, the fans have been there from the beginning, as you know, uh, I first was on Young and the Restless as Drusilla Winters and then went on to Diagnosis Murder for eight years. Mm -hmm. and the fans followed me there as well. And the fans have been a huge part of my book success, my literary success. And um, constantly the fans have asked me, when am I going to create my own soap opera? I mean, people were asking me that while I was on the Young and the Restless. And I said, well... Mm -hmm. You know, if perhaps if uh, you know we don't see a spinoff show, uh, the winters, maybe I'll <laughs> give it a thought. But um, as you know, that never came to pass. But I was blessed with these incredible book deals—one with Harper Collins and one with Simon and Schuster—and I've been tickling the ivory stand for a while around a script idea, and I have found a solution in the pilot that we're going to shoot very shortly titled The Rich and the Ruthless, and I cannot tell you how excited I am about our cast. We have some Young and the Restless stars joining, mm -hmm. and uh, it's peppered with, yes, soap opera stars, but also primetime stars and feature film stars. I'm proud to say that we have one of the co-stars of The Heat who has joined the cast. I'm very excited about the cast, but also I'm very excited about our crew. We have a tremendous crew behind the camera. So many times I think people do forget that, you know, they love the people that they see on screen, but it would not be possible. Nothing would look nearly as beautiful as what it does on our TV screens if it weren't for the amazing and talented people behind the camera who so often really don't get that love that you just shared. Yes, and, and as you know, Dan, I, I, you know, I, it was very important uh, to me to have uh, college interns, uh, to have diversity in front and behind the camera. So we have a really fun script. It's a soap opera about a soap opera. 
it's, uh, we pull back the bubbles and we are going to watch the family that owns the soap opera and all of their drama as well as the drama of the soap stars and their lives. Plus the drama on camera, of course. But we get to really get a, a, a sense of what it is like to be a soap star and then go home. Um, so there's comedy in it, but there's also drama and lots of it. Well, but hold on. Let's back that up a second there, Victoria. You said something. Now, are you, are you telling me that there's drama behind the scenes at a oh, at soap opera? Get out! Yes. <laughs> Uh, imagine that. Now, for folks who follow you and who, who are, are familiar with your work and familiar with what you aspire to do, I'm sure that they already know that you've expressed your desire to work behind the camera in daytime, particularly on The Young and the Restless, for, for a long time. You've wanted to do a variety of things. For whatever reason, that has not come to pass. So is this would it be a fair statement to say that you are have gotten tired of maybe waiting by the phone and decided this is the time, this is the time for you to go out and make the rich and the ruthless happen and sort of be the, the controller of your own destiny. Right. I, you know, we, we must create um, our own path. And um, I had a great run on The Young and the Restless. Drusilla is not coming back to that soap opera. Um, the powers that be have made that very clear. I requested to return since 2010. And what I have to say to that is thank you. Um, you know, Bill Bell taught me well. I learned from the best. Uh, my idea was to carry that legacy um, with my other talents into writing and directing. That did not come to pass on The Young and the Restless. However, I've been given that opportunity in other places. And now I will definitely not only executive produce the show, I will be the head writer, but our writing team is amazing. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better team, and not to mention, we have a, a we have sort of a waiting line. We, we have a, a, other writers that want to join the writing staff. Oh, so wow. It's, it's an exciting time. Um, I learned a lot on The Young and the Restless, but not only The Young and the Restless, also Diagnosis Murder mm-hmm. and two other soap operas I worked on, people don't remember. Um, I've learned a lot in film, of course, and, uh, and bringing all of that knowledge into this pilot that we envision for primetime television. We already have interest, however, we need to shoot it and show it, hence the Kickstarter.com campaign. I cannot do it alone. And I encourage and hope that if one fan that's listening enjoyed the work that I did on camera, uh, that perhaps they would be encouraged to donate a dollar or more to my Kickstarter campaign. All you have to do is log on and type in the rich and the ruthless and make a donation. And we are posting the link to the Kickstarter campaign on our official Soap Central Twitter campaign, our Twitter online feed. We are also posting it on the official Soap Central Live show page because I think folks, probably, maybe they became a little more aware of this. All My Children, One Life to Live were canceled because they were supposedly too expensive for network television. Now they're back online, but even there it's costing about $100,000 per episode. So I, I don't know about anybody else. That's a little too rich for my blood to be able to put together uh, an episode like that every day. So it, 
Right. How are you going about this? Tell people what a Kickstarter campaign is and what your goal is, what you're going to use the money that's raised to do. Yes. Uh, while I'm doing that, um, I, and, and prior to, to mentioning that, I want to excite the listeners um, with the knowledge that Devetta Sherwood, who played the first Lily on The Young and the Restless, will be joining the cast. Very nice. Uh, we also have Brenda Epperson, who played Ashley on The Young and the Restless. She has joined the cast. Very and there nice. Are lots of delicious other cast members. Uh, I'm not going to give you more than that. You'll just have to tune in. <laughs> but here's what Kickstarter does. Kickstarter is revolutionizing how television and films are being made. Just recently, Spike Lee went on Kickstarter.com. And Shamar Moore was on Kickstarter.com. And many, many people. And what it is, is the public is deciding what they want to watch, Dan, on television and on film. And so they're funding it one dollar at a time. People are funding Kickstarter.com campaigns. And it gives an empowerment to the fans. Um, thousands and thousands and thousands of fans. And let's just say three million fans now, really, mm -hmm. um, who were watching The Young and the Restless as I left. We had close to, when I left in 2007, um, I'd say that on an average we still had an audience share of around, what would you say, 4.6? Sounds about right, yeah. And so that's, you know, almost five, uh, 5 million fans watching every single day. And so you can imagine since social media has come to pass and everywhere I've gone on the road, um, how many requests, I've received over and over and over. Well, just start your own soap opera. We just want you to come back to television. So Kickstarter.com empowers the audience. It empowers the fans. And that's why Veronica Mars was able to raise well above her $2 million goal for her film. And all I have to do is raise $50,000 inside of 40 days. And we have to really make this happen very, very quickly very, very fast, and I know that we're capable of doing it. And the thing that's important for folks who are listening who may not be aware of this is the goal is set at $50,000. This isn't a situation where, oh, we almost made it, so we just have to fill in the gap. With a Kickstarter, they need you need to reach that goal or... You don't that, get uh, any it, it, of the money. Exactly. So to sort of maybe sweeten the deal, I've been looking on the Kickstarter page. And again, we're sending that link out on our Twitter feed and on substantial.com slash radio for everybody. So you don't have to worry about memorizing anything. There are some really cool incentives for people who give even as little as $10. They'll be getting, uh, you know, PDFs and they'll be getting uh, thanks from you on Twitter and Facebook. And for a little more, they'll get autographed copies of books. That's that's a really, really nice thing to offer. Yes, yes. And now, depending on the donation, you get a book or you'll get a copy of the script. Or We have all kinds of creative ways to reward our donors. And for the higher, higher end, if you want to give them the thousands, we also have a gift for you uh, with that. Let's say a walk-on. Of course, you have to pay your own airfare to get to Los Angeles. But we're really, really excited. And we know that $1 at a time, $5 at a time, $10 at a time, um, a lot of people are giving $25 at a time. Um, 
we know that we can make it. Just the other day, we had a pledge of $500. So uh, I just encourage the audience to understand that this particular show, The Rich and Ruthless, is going to be so much fun, and it's going to be very dramatic. I will star in it as Calista Jeffries. I will hail from Mississippi. Um, I will have an adoption uh, piece in sunk into the story. Um, she comes out to Hollywood, and that was her lifelong dream to become a soap star. And her grandma, Jones, raised her in Mississippi, and she gets out to Hollywood, and she's really, really good at what she does. And there's some speed bumps on, on the set of The Rich and the Ruthless. And there are life bumps, and she has a best friend whose name is Shannon Lasker. And she has an adversary who happens to be a redhead, and her name is Emmy Abernathy, and so forth and so on. Oh, darling, it's going to be on and popping. You know, just re- having read the books, and uh, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, and we'll have to post the link to the show, Callista Jeffries was a guest on one of our past episodes of Soap Central Live. She was very entertaining, so that's something that people will want to listen to as well. But again, the thing that, I mean, I know that this is your campaign, but the thing for me that I want to stress to fans who are listening is that if the money isn't raised, if you've wanted to see Victoria Rowell do this and you, see, you, you want to see more from her, you want to see some of the, the zaniness of what goes on behind the scenes of a soap opera, if they don't meet the goal of the campaign, you're not going to get to see this. You're going to have to, again, as she said, only a dollar. I mean, it's, it's very simple to do. You just go online. It's, it's sort of like eBay. You just ship off a dollar and it goes to a magic spot and then we're going to get to see your magic with all of these wonderful people that you've mentioned. Exactly. Amazon manages the money. They take 5% of the goal. And uh, all that the fans and the listeners have to do, even if you want to do it as an experiment, uh, just put in a dollar, sew in a dollar. I want to give you the texture in terms of what the show is. Just think Soap Dish. You remember that fantastic movie starring Sally Fields and Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I um, do. <laughs> soap Dish meets The Office. Oh, wow. 30 Rock. And so that's the kind of entertainment, the rich entertainment that you are going to be a part of. And you get to say, I helped make this production happen. As I say, we already have interest, but entertainment has changed 100%. And so many times you have to produce your own product, then screen it. This is a union. I'm very, very proud. This is a union production. This is a... SAG DGA production, and um, I'm, we're working with a fabulous director who directed me in a feature with Angela Bassett. I mean, this is the, the level of talent that wants to be a part of this. They have a lot of faith in this. And um, all I can say is, Dan, uh, thank you for having me on the show, and I just want to reiterate what Dan said. If we come up with... $49,999, we will not get one penny of it. It must be $50,000 exactly or more. Of course, if you go over, if you exceed the budget, then that's great of, of, of 50000 But if you're under it by even a penny, you will not get one red cent. So please Something that I want to make sure that it, that's abundantly clear before uh, we run out of time for the show. I want folks to know as well that 
you're pledging that this money is going to the series. This isn't, you know, uh, take Victoria Rowell out to dinner and pay for her groceries and 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 all kinds of. This is literally. I mean, no, I'm sure somebody's done it. This is literally very difficult. Costs. It's very difficult to be selected by Kickstarter.com. You will find out if you try yourself the hoops that you must uh, go through. You are vetted, and you must absolutely have a very strong business proposal and plan, um, all of the business behind the scenes has to be settled. And as I say, the money goes into the hands of Amazon. Uh, they handle all of the finances. So it's a very serious matter. It's in a very exciting one. Um, and it's a great way and a creative way uh, to get funded and funded quickly so you have complete creative control and get the project done. I have essentially written and am producing, executive producing, what the fans have asked me for. They've asked me for decades, what goes on behind the scenes? What's it like to kiss Shamar more? Well, I'm going to tell you in the series. Uh, a whole bunch of funny things just popped into my head, but I see that we're almost out of time, so I'm going to make this pledge. We're going to make sure that everybody finds out about this, that everybody is encouraged to help make this a reality, and when you are ready to do a launch, when we have the Rich and the Ruthless ready to go, we want to have you back on here and do a full, a full-fledged celebration to get everybody excited about it and put you on for that. Thank you so much, Dan, and I hope you'll come out for our premiere. We're going to do a red carpet premiere, and uh, we're going to view, we're going to screen the pilot. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's another opportunity for our pledgers, uh, that if you give enough, you will be invited to our premiere. So thank you for having me on the show, and I really enjoyed this opportunity. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. And on a personal note, I have to say that uh, we talked behind the scenes, and uh, I'd let you know that, unfortunately, earlier this week, my sister, not quite in law, uh, passed away. She was a huge fan of yours, and the fact that somehow the stars aligned that unexpectedly you showed up on today's show not knowing any of this uh, wow. sort of makes me believe that everything it happens the way that it's supposed to. So thank you so much, Victoria, for being here. Thank you. I thank you. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I, my uh, handle is at Victoria Rowell. And on Facebook, it's Vicky.Suds or Victoria.Suds. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Everybody, that means we are at the end of our first show for August 2013. I don't know where this year is going. I want to thank Richard Sims for dropping by earlier. And, of course, a thank you to Victoria Rowell for dropping by today as well. You can get additional information about The Rich and the Rootless on our official show page, SoapCentral.com slash radio, and on our Twitter feed at SoapCentral. You can also go to SoapCentral.com slash radio if you've missed any part of today's show. If you want to hear it again, you want to share it with your friends who may not have listened, you can also listen to any of our past episodes on demand. It's completely free. That means you can download them, stream them anytime you want. Again, completely free at SoapCentral.com slash radio. And I often say on this show and on Soap Central that we are all one big soap family. I want to express my sincerest thanks to all of you out there who have been sending your love and prayers this week after learning of the passing of my sister, Cynthia. Your messages of comfort have really helped in this difficult time. So I am forever grateful and thank you for your love. We're going to be back here next week 
With Days of Our Lives newcomer Jen Lilly, who will be talking about her new role, her love of cake pans and power tools, and she'll be taking your calls. That's Friday, August 9th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for a continuing story that we like to call Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.